Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Sienna with us. Sienna, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. You're very welcome. Sienna, can you start off the show for all of us, please, by just saying a little bit about yourself? Yep, of course. So my name is Sienna Gregan. I'm currently the social media specialist for Super Value Ireland. So they are part of the Musgrave group. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they kind of own big brands. So they have Centra, they own Donnybrook Fair, Frank and Honest Coffee, and yeah, a load of other brands. So that's who I'm with at the moment. I suppose to give you a bit of background on my career to date and um, just give you a bit of background is I graduated from the University of Limerick with a degree in business. Then once I graduated, I kind of knew the area I really wanted to get into was digital marketing. So like through my degree, it was just the area that I was really drawn to. And as well, I suppose I felt that digital was only going to get bigger and there'd be a lot of opportunities there. So that was kind of the space I wanted to be in. Um, at the time I was in Cork, so there, I didn't think there was, you know, that a huge amount of opportunities in digital in Ireland. So I made the decision to move to London, kind of in search of my first digital role. And I got a job with a jewellery company called Links of London. Um, so they're a, a jewellery brand and I was their online content coordinator. Uh, so I suppose this really was what started my career in digital. Um, I learned so much of like what I know today in that role. It really was great. Um, in the role, I was responsible for the social media for the brand and their website as well. So I was in charge of their social media pages, producing their content. I would organize photo shoots, also attending live events around London. So doing their live social there was adding new products to the website, writing blog articles, ensuring they were all SEO optimized. And I was also responsible for any new collections, kind of making sure that they got on their concession partners online. So the likes of House of Fraser, there would be Selfridges, Brown Thomas. So making sure that they all got up online. So yeah, I suppose it was a very varied role and it gave me a real insight into how digital worked and I suppose the different roles that were available. From there, then I moved to work for Stephen Webster. He's a high-end jewelry designer in Mayfair. So he's like an absolute, I don't know if you know, but he's like an absolute genius when it comes to jewelry. And it's a really kind of daring and unique brand. So it was really exciting working for them. I was their e-commerce and CRM executive. So this role was predominantly based around managing the website for the brand, you know, adding new products, ensuring the site was optimized, writing blog articles and stock management. So as the items were so unique, there was a lot of pieces that were featured on the website that like may only have one or two items in stock. So basically there was a lot of managing stock between their London and their Beverly Hills stores. And I suppose making sure that the UX experience was really good for customers and there was no stock issues. And it was also the time that um, GDPR came into effect. So that was fun. But the CRM side of my role, I suppose, at the time involved a lot of data clearing and ensuring that we had consent to use any customer information that we had it all on file. And then finally, then, yeah, I decided to make the move back to Ireland where I started working in Musgrave as their digital content specialist. 
This involved designing up all of their social assets on Photoshop, so creating images for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the management of their social media calendar. So I suppose if you can imagine, it's pretty hectic um, given the amount of campaigns that the brand do and the amount of products and brands they stock. And then that brought me to the role that I'm in now, um, which is managing the social media for super value. Uh, I hope that wasn't too long, Tom, but I know from listening to other podcasts that um, I find it really interesting how people kind of get to their current role. Yeah, and in fairness, your all your experiences is perfect for this podcast. And this might be a very obvious question to ask you, Sienna, but if um, would you see your main strength now as social or would it be another aspect of digital? Yeah, like I would definitely say that my strength lies in social. So I suppose both the paid side and the organic side of things. I've been working digital now, I think over six years and, you know, each role has really helped me become strong in social media. I would have quite a creative eye and I just kind of know now after all this time what works well. You know, we're always trying to produce thumb-stopping content and, you know, it takes time to develop in this area. And I also think there's a lot more to it than what people realize. So, you know, in social, you have to be able to quickly adapt to change. You also have to be aware of what's going on globally so that the brand doesn't look out of touch with what you're posting on a day to day. You also have to stay on top of digital trends. There's also the budgets, reporting side of things. And as well, I suppose really important, you're also at the forefront of any negative PR. Like the first place people come to complain is social media. Um, So yeah, but there's also obviously the really exciting side of the role, like covering live events, you know, working on campaigns that go viral, which if you are lucky to work on one, which I was, um, with the Super Value Christmas ad went viral. So that was really exciting. And I suppose with social, you also get to be involved in pretty much everything the company is doing. So whether it's new product launches, new sustainability messages, everything tends to go through social. So it's great to work with loads of different teams and it keeps the job interesting. So yeah, I'd say, yeah, definitely social media is where my strengths lie. Well, let's break that down a little bit more, I suppose, just for everyone listening. First and foremost, social as a as platforms, which ones would you mainly focus on? And can you tell us a little bit about how you identify and communicate with your audience on a higher level? Yeah, so I suppose the main ones that we focus on would be Facebook and Instagram at the moment. And then we're kind of slowly moving over to TikTok, which is really interesting. Um, because I suppose when TikTok first launched, it was kind of said, you know, it's not really a place for brands to be. It's kind of a fun dance channel. But slowly but surely, you know, brands are getting in there and figuring out their way and kind of coming up with ideas to get on the channel. But I suppose Facebook, you have a nice steady audience. It's an older audience base. And then Instagram, it tends to be a younger audience and female. So I suppose depending on the message we're going out with, we decide what channel it'll work best on. You know, it has to be the right content, the right channel at the right time. Twitter, again, if, you know, we want to get the conversation started, we, you know, go towards Twitter. So I suppose it really depends on the content that you're given. Then we kind of make a decision on it from there. Really well said. And can you give us an example of just, you could talk about the Christmas Diamonds campaign that uh, Andrew was part of, who was also on the podcast, but maybe another campaign as well that you're really proud of that might not necessarily have been viral, but something you had a huge impact on. Yeah, sure. I suppose the most recent one we would have done with Super Value was called Save the Bees. So it was a huge initiative 
all about getting schools, local schools involved and how they can help save the bees. So they're obviously in danger and they're really important to food. Um, and yeah, we need them to survive. So yeah. it was all about getting seeds out to school. There was cards kids could collect with facts around bees. But then I suppose on the social side of it, it was for the first time we kind of really went strong on TikTok. So we had a dance called the Waggle Dance and we partnered up with um, TikTok influencer Mary Mullins. And she would have done the dance and got her followers to duet with her. We also had different schools involved. We would have gone up to stores getting staff involved and doing the dance. So that was kind of really interesting to see how that would work. And yeah, it's been a great success. And I suppose we kind of saw as well that Twitter seemed to be the place that most like primary schools were on. And we got a lot of um, feedback on, you know, pictures of them planting their seeds and stuff. Um. But yeah, it is just as you're finishing and actually we're going to announce the winners tomorrow. There was like a prize for the best school. So it, it was exciting. Yeah, really good. And it worked well across all our channels. Love that. And obviously Super Value itself, uh, were they happy with the results of of the particular campaign? And, and what were the big metrics you looked at for such a campaign? So yeah, the overall results were really strong. We really went after video views and engagement. And I think a key standout actually from the campaign was the mix of content that we used. So we would have had the waggle dance and all the fun, lighthearted dance um, content on TikTok. Then we kind of went out with infographics and more fact-based on Facebook and TikTok. And then we also got involved with, I don't know if you saw, the, there are two little kids um, that were on the latest toy show called DJ Callum and his brother Jack. Yes, they, of course. Yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. So they kind of did some bee jokes for us with bee puns and things like that. So I suppose the learning there for us was just having a real strong mix of content and also making sure that you had content created for each platform individually and that we weren't just putting out one form across all platforms because it just wouldn't have worked yeah and and of course you've kind of played into the whole the tiktok uh dance side of things for for that platform obviously it's a relatively new account but do you find um what how do you find almost starting from a a, a zero again in, in terms of an account and have you done a lot of cross-marketing to try and get those numbers and views up yeah, it was definitely a bit daunting, I suppose, starting out, like you say, from nothing. We've started with um, the advertising on there and we're seeing good results. And I suppose partnering with TikTok, TikTok influencers who already have big following on there, that's been very important. Yeah. And also, I suppose we've seen some of the content we've put up there at the start just to see how it goes just isn't right for the platform people don't really want big brand messages they're not interested they just want light-hearted like the waggle dance was perfect or just clips from in store so it was kind of i suppose very different for us from all the other platforms it would be very polished um but yeah they were kind of how we got our numbers up was i would say if you're thinking of going on the channel just making sure that the content's right yeah yeah, I can see the, the the changes throughout on on the campaign uh, on on the account. I mean, and the different campaigns you've been doing. Um, but yeah, it's it's incredible that as a marketer, you have to start from you know a zero basically and and work out 
what what's going to work and what audiences is going to impact on this particular flat, platform. I can tell this whole Save the Bees campaign is working very successfully. And yeah, f- fair play, a really good example. Yeah, no, it was great. It was actually great to, that our company was willing to get on board and like put the time into we had choreographers and we got a special song created. So it was, it was really fun and it was a big learning for us. And do you find reporting such a campaign difficult? Uh, is there any particular platforms or softwares that you use from a reporting point of view? What's your, your go-to things? So I suppose I would have used loads of different platforms over the years. Um, at the moment, I use Amplify. So it was formerly known as Social Bakers. You know, and if you have a lot of content or a lot of brands you're managing, I really think that that software is a game changer. It, you can schedule all your content on there. You can easily create campaign performance results. So it's brilliant. You can go in, label all your content. So say for say bees, go in, label all the content. And then when you're asked for your report at the end, everything pulls into the one platform. It's also, you know, Amplify is also brilliant because you can put other brands in your industry into it. So it's great to easily benchmark against them and also get an idea, I suppose, of what's going on in the industry at the moment. And from a kind of higher level marketing point of view, super value, as you mentioned there, it's it's really good at creating campaigns around communities. So the Save the Bees is a really good initiative for particularly probably uh, young children and parents to get involved and to educate, but also associate the super value brand with that. And I know from your other campaigns, you're very good at building out different communities, whether it's sports related and so on. Do you find, is, is there someone making the decisions from a top level about kind of working out these different communities and working out how super value might be able to, to assist those communities, so to speak? Yeah, it would be. It would be very top level decisions and we would have a dedicated team on kind of community. So it's really important for the brand, especially sustainability. You know, we're sponsors of the Tidy Towns, which is a huge initiative around Ireland um, for groups and volunteers to, you know, make their communities better. Obviously, that's one side of things. But the other part of it is your role in actually creating the content. How do you go about creating content for the platform is that partly yourself do you have in-house designers or videographers in the team how do you go about creating content so it's been really different i suppose on every team that i've worked on you know some teams i've worked on i've been really hands-on i've been really involved like even so much down to organizing photo shoots making sure the stock was there make sure we had models and then, you know, they're kind of almost directing the photographers and videographers of what the outcome was and what we wanted. And then I suppose in other businesses I've worked on, it's I've had more of a step back and it's, you know, been handed over to agencies and we just briefed into them what we're looking for. Brilliant. And do you, you, you highlighted before one of your skills is you have that kind of eye for detail and, and what is kind of industry standard, probably better than industry standards. Do you get the final say in a lot of your work that you're posting? Do you are you quite picky? Do you do you send stuff back whenever it's created elsewhere away from you? Yeah, I actually would say I am. I think it came from the first role I was in. My manager, she was brilliant. She was very, you know, drawn to detail and nothing really would go on the website or on social unless it 
you know, was perfect. And I think it's good. Obviously, you don't want to get too caught up. Not everything has to be perfect on social. But I think if you're working for a big brand, you can't afford to slip on grammar or, you know, blurry images or, or the quality of your content, basically. So, yeah, I suppose we are. I would be, if I'm working for big brands, quite picky on the content that we put out. Brilliant. And uh, you've already mentioned one particular software that helps you scheduling and, and identifying a lot of your work. But is there any other softwares that you use that really enhances your role? Yeah, there's loads. And actually going back to Amplify that I mentioned earlier, um, another good thing on that software is that all the customer messages come into one place. So our community management team would be able to respond to all the customers there and it's a really important thing for us as a brand. You know, gone are the days where people would call a company or email them to complain. You know, Gen Z are straight on our socials and they res- expect a response quickly. So really Amplify allows us, you know, to keep on top of this. So I think it's overall a really good platform. Other softwares that I use, I suppose, Facebook Ads Manager or I suppose I should say Meta, the Meta Suite now, but it really is vital in my day-to-day. That's where I go in. I monitor campaigns on a daily basis. It's where I keep an eye on CPM rates and just the live performance and see if there's anything we need to edit, change out. And then other softwares, I suppose another one I have to mention is Photoshop. So I think in every role I've worked in, I've used it. And, you know, even if I've had a graphic designer on the team, it's great to be able to make a quick edit or if something, you know, lands on your desk on a Friday evening that you're able to just step in and make the edits because, you know, your graphic designer is not always available. So if you are, I suppose, thinking of going into digital, definitely upskilling and even there's online courses, getting grasp on Photoshop would be key. Completely agree. Yeah, it's uh, there's been a couple of episodes recently where a lot of marketers are just saying, you know, get your fundamentals down and get you know get competent at photoshop uh, for that exact same reason there's nothing worse especially in a big corporate like the one you're working for where you have to there might just be a change of a word on copy or something and yet if you're waiting for a designer because you don't have the software it's uh it's tough yeah definitely uh away from what you're working on at the moment is there any particular areas you're looking to upskill into Yeah, I suppose in digital, there's always areas that I'm looking to upskill in. It's always changing. But at the moment, I would say it's email marketing. So I haven't worked in email before. And so I'd really like to learn more about that. And why did email marketing? I don't know. I think it's because it's, you know, it's constant. Every single business I've worked in use it. And what what I really like about it is that, that you can see the di- direct results. So, you know, you can see by the link clicks, see the sales coming in. So you can see like the reward kind of for all your efforts. And I think email is exciting at the moment. You know, it's evolving. You can see brands getting more personalized, getting more creative. I suppose this is down to our inboxes being so full and they really need to stand out. So, yeah, that would be the area if I had to and I hopefully will upskill in that area. Yeah, really well said as well. Looking at the digital industry as a whole, is there anything that really excites you that might be happening now or in the future? So I think it's, you know, a really exciting time in digital. I think after so many years, like all the big brands are finally starting to see the value in it. So whether it's social, you know, digital display, emails, you know, businesses are really trying to up their game and stay ahead of the curve. I suppose one area that I think is going to become more important in digital for brands is being more authentic. 
you know, people seem to be moving away from the very polished branded content to more kind of real life content. You know, that's why I think people love TikTok so much. It's very, you know, natural in real life. We were actually chatting in work, you know, the other day and there's a new app called called Be Real. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's basically it's a new photo sharing app where you share one photo a day. But it's different to Instagram in that you're set a time and you have to take the photo within two minutes of when they set the time and you have to post it. So I suppose it's meant to be like a real life reflection of what you're actually doing and, you know, not the over edited kind of picture perfect version that we all see online. So I think that'll be really interesting to see if that kind of thing takes off and where brands could join in. Yeah, I I hadn't heard of it, but um, I've just searched it there and love the concept. Really unusual. Uh, I can't, I can't imagine many of my friends using it right now, but uh, I, I, I completely get where they're coming from. It's almost like the, uh, it's the response to Instagram and what Instagram's become in a lot of ways. So it, it could be quite a cool concept. Have you used it yourself? No, I haven't. I haven't actually downloaded and see, but like that, I don't know if it would be for me, but I think it's good. And I think it is, you know, nice to see a step away from the really kind of picture perfect and more just like real life. And even for brands, it'd be really interesting to see kind of more behind the scenes and just, yeah, being a bit more authentic and not too polished. Love it. So yeah, anyone listening, please send us your be real pictures. Yeah. <laughs> we'll love to see it. Um, and Sina, we always ask the same question which is if you could bottle up one personality trait and pass it on to others, what would it be? Um, so, yeah, I did have a think about this. It's actually quite a tough one. I don't know, is it just an Irish thing? But we, yeah, we don't like saying kind of praise, whatever. But I would say kind of just grabbing every opportunity that comes your way. So like from each role I've been in in digital, I really pushed myself to say yes. And I think it's really important in digital because, you know, it's the hands-on experience that will really stand to you in this industry. You know, your degree obviously and your courses and everything are brilliant, but actually going in and doing things yourself, like attending the live events, it's it's hard, you know, to get a grasp on all these things. But yeah, I suppose just making the most of things. And if I was allowed to say another one, I would just say in the digital space, it's kind of trialing new things. So, you know, yourself, digital is always evolving. I suppose I'm really lucky where I work. We're always encouraged to look at things with like fresh eyes and see what we could be doing differently. You won't always get it right, but we always say just fail fast, you know, learn from it, move on to the next thing. And yeah, you could always learn something from it. What a wonderful philosophy. Yeah. And that's it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I've absolutely loved this so and I'll definitely check out Be Real whether I post or not I'll check it out Um, (laughs) thank you so much for being on the show brilliant thanks Tom thanks for having me thank you